0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Most of us search for information pretty much every day, whether on our computers, tablets, or smartphones. Most of us probably don't give much thought to what's actually going on when we type in a question or a term we want more information about. But maybe we ought to give a little bit of thought to what's actually going on. Why? Listen up. There are two programs at work when we seek information on our computers. The first is our web browser, and its job is to send a request to a particular website, retrieve the information it finds there, and then take the code provided by a particular web page and turn it into something that us normal human beings can understand. Common web browsers are Google Chrome, Apple Safari, Mozilla Firefox, and Microsoft Edge. There are also dozens of less common web browsers available that have particular strengths or specialties. The other program we use is a search engine, and that program tries its best to take the question or term that we type in and try to figure out what will be the most relevant websites for us to go to to find the information we seek. But once the search engine makes some suggestions, what happens next? We probably click on one or more of those suggestions. How does that click bring us to the page we choose to visit? How does the browser actually find, for example, www.weru.org? The first step is translating www.weru.org, or whatever the words are, into a number, because after all, all web pages have an address a URL, which stands for Uniform Resource Locator, and that is simply a number. So the first thing that has to happen is that the word address has to be changed into a number so that the language of the web, HTTP, or Hypertext Transfer Protocol, can understand what's supposed to happen next. The part of the web that translates a set of words into a specific URL is called a Domain Name Server, or DNS. Most often the address we click on goes to a DNS that's operated by or in conjunction with whatever Internet Service Provider, or ISP, we use in our home or workplace. Once the DNS translates the words we use to describe the website or page we're looking for into the URL for the page, the browser goes to that page interprets the code that says how the page should look to us, and renders that page into text and pictures that we can view, read, move around, in, and so on. The web browser is doing a lot of work. If you don't think so, just for fun, take a look at the code that the web browser sees. In Safari, under the menu item Develop, click on Show Page Source. In Firefox, click on Tools, then Web Developer, then Page Source. In Chrome, click on View, then Developer, then Page Source. As we can see from the mumbo-jumbo on the actual page, the browser is doing a whole lot of work turning that code into what we humans see and use. Perceptive listeners might notice that since every request to go to a web page has to go through a domain name server, Whoever runs that DNS knows every web page that we go to. And since the information that browsers send to the DNS is generally not encrypted, other snoops may intercept that information and know what we're looking for as well. If we don't have private browsing turned on in our browser, the ISP can know everything we do on the pages that we go to as well. Since most people have no idea that they can choose a different DNS if they want to, and certainly not much of an idea about how to do that, even if they did want to, most people just simply use whatever DNS the internet service provider offers, which can result in ISPs selling a lot of personal information about where we go and what we do on the web. Maine, to its credit, passed a law that was supposed to go into effect as of July 2020 entitled, quote, an act to protect the privacy of online customer information, end quote. In the words of the law's summary, quote, this act prohibits a provider of broadband internet access service from using, disclosing, selling, or permitting access to customer personal information unless the customer ex presley consents to that use, disclosure, sale, or access. End quote. Not surprisingly, ISPs were not too happy about this law, since everyone would know that their personal information was for sale and would have to agree to let that happen. Although the law made it through the first court challenges that ISPs filed, it still is, as far as we know, wending its way through the appeals process. If the Maine law does pass judicial scrutiny, if we're in Maine, our ISP will one day have to ask us if it's okay to use, disclose, sell, or permit access to our personal information. If we don't want to wait for that day to come, assuming it does come eventually, or if we're not in Maine, we can begin using Firefox as a web browser. Recently, Firefox began encrypting all of the requests that the browser sends to a DNS, and instead of sending them to the ISP's DNS, Firefox sends them to a different domain name server run by Cloudflare, which does not log or collect any information about what we search for or what sites we go to. Those who use a different browser can tell their browser to use the Cloudflare DNS instead of the ISP's DNS to keep their web activity more private. If you'd like to do that, we'll do our best to let you know how, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.